Hi everyone, I'm Jed Shepherd, the writer and exec producer of Host, and you're listening to Draw One Last Breath podcast. Hello, I'm Rodina Drundova, and I play Rodina in Host, and you're listening to Draw One Last Breath podcast. Hi, I'm Emma, I play Emma in Host, and you're listening to Draw One Last Breath podcast. Welcome to Draw One Last Breath Podcast. My name's Paul. And I'm Matt. And on this week's episode, we've been to the cinema for the first time this year, well, it feels like it, to watch Blackwater Abyss, the uh, latest Australian butte. And on our Something to Scream About, we have been talking to writer-producer of the Shudder Sensation host, and our move from the vault, Matt picked the House of the Devil. <laughs> What's up, dude? Well, that was a change up. I just introduced this motherfucker. <laughs> I don't feel right inside. <laughs> this is all weird. You all right, bud? Yeah, I'm good, man. How are you? How are you? Very good, thank you. You know, it's has only been a week since we recorded, but we uh, we did have the opportunity to speak to uh jed shepherd and uh and so we decided to bring this episode a little bit forward so we could tuck it in just before our fright fest special so you tuck la- it down the, we tuck it tuck it in it around the, down the left or the right wow mine's kind of just flopping to the side right now but enough about <laughs> my ears and uh, <laughs> what, what about you you've been you've been watching anything decent this week um do you know what i i've watched uh, a couple of bits really um and catching up on a few things but uh, i'll tell you what i did watch last night it was quite quite good um have you ever watched that movie uh this is the end the this one... is the end with simon peg no th- th- this is oh the end. um yeah the james franco Seth yeah. Rogen, yeah all that yeah Seth Rogen and all that it's like i i i flicked it on and i was like oh I've only seen it once ages ago, and I thought, oh, I'll watch it. And it's got loads of horror references in it. It's unbelievable. It's got, like, Exorcist references. It's got Rosemary's Babies references. I forgot how fucking good it was. It's actually quite funny. What? You mean this movie? <laughs> For the reference of the podcast, he's holding a DVD up. And it is, <laughs> this is the end. No, yeah. It's, it's it. Yeah, mate, it's, um, you're right. It's got so many different... Um, horror movie elements to it it's fantastic i think it's good fun it's good I, fun. I forgot about that but yeah i watched that that was quite cool what about yourself what have you been watching oh, i did i did my homework what yeah. we set out to do so i went and watched uh wreck two awesome um cool. the whole continuation and where the uh police sort of go in it was very interesting good good sequel and i got to sort of explore a little bit more about the sort of voodoo demon-esque sort of side of the zombie the zombie it was really interesting Really interesting watch, and some quite you know weirdly frightening bits. I also got to watch a movie which I had had on my watch list for a long, 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 long time called Psychopaths. Came out in 2017. Um, it's sort of just like a a montage of like loads of different psychopaths be with their story in stories intertwining with each other. It's really weird, twisted, quite arty. Good, some good bits of gore, some good killings. Worth a watch, I thought. I, uh, I caught that on on Amazon Prime. Oh, anybody that we know in it, or 
Uh, not that I, not of note, no, no. But this one you might know. Okay. I also watched Tales from the Crypt. Oh, Bordello sweet. of Blood. <laughs> awesome, awesome. So that's obviously got Corey Feldman in and amongst uh, Erica Elenak. Erica Elenak's in it. Erica Sam. Yeah. Sam Sarandon from uh, of Actors. It's about yeah. It's it is it's fucking decent as well. That's quality. It's funny. Um, quirky and I know there's other tales from the crypt you know what I've never watched was that on Shudder uh, no it's uh, it's on Netflix at the moment oh is it okay yeah. so go watch it if you've got the time it's just it's come out in 1996 I think it was or 97 and um, yeah decent decent movie awesome. funny and now I want to go and watch some of the other tales of the crypt because I haven't seen much cool Excellent. but yeah if we haven't got anything Let's get some fucking news. You got any, bitch? <laughs> I, I, I have. And, um, yeah, it's uh, not much, man. I was like, do you know what? I'm struggling. I think I think it's drying up a little bit at the moment uh, with news-wise because I think because of the pandemic and everything, it's held up, held up things. I've only got a couple of things. Um, one is, did you see the, you know, we were talking about on a couple of episodes back about, Samara Weaving possibly being in a new Scream movie. Yes, I did. Looks like that's fell through. Um, yeah. Because I think of conflicting schedules that she can't do it, but she's apparently really guided because she wanted to do it. But remember, the same happened to Drew Barrymore. And look what happened to her. She was she got killed in it. So you never know. Samara Weaving could come in and do a little death scene. That'd be quite cool. That would be yep. very cool. But yeah, good because I really like her and I think she would have been she was per, she would be perfect uh, for the for one of the roles in screen maybe. Um, the only other little bit I've got I've got of news is did you see about the Stranger Things secret cinema drive-through? No. So, secret cinema. Now we. We're lucky enough to go to the one last year, when we, which was Stranger Things. Very good it was. That was for your so birthday. Obviously, for people out there that don't know what, what Secret Cinema is, it's like a, a fully immersed kind of experience where they have actors that go around looking like the people from films or the TV show. And the one we went to is based on Stranger Things and they act out scenes and there's props and there's loads of shit to do and you get to go around and kind of investigate, kind of like an investigator. But apparently... Uh, on this one it's set up in LA and I don't know if it's going to be in London as well so it's going to be a drive-through one so they've adapted it for the times we're in at the moment so apparently um, a selection of the Netflix series scenes will be played out around groups of 24 cars and the event will take place in a in a multi-level space and the journey will take fans on a 60-minute tour through Starcourt Mall, Russian Labs and the Upside Down Guests will be guided where to drive and park up to watch the chapter, each chapter in the story play out. And they will be they will encounter Strange Things characters surrounding their convoy. The production will include sensory surprises and the sights of sound of the 1980s Hawkins, Indiana. Sounds quite interesting. I mean, yeah. I don't know how they're going to do it, but they, they, they're pretty spot on with what they what they do. So, yeah, fair play. So apparently the secret cinema guys are keeping an eye on what's happening day to day with uh with social distancing and as soon as they can come back they they are going to come back so we'll see what happens there but i thought that that'd be pretty cool that's pretty cool and it's good that 
they branched out and they're going to do something in LA because you know we're lucky enough to get it every year. So let's let LA have a little bit of a, a go. Well, news, mate. Ideas with your good news. Following on from that, yeah, you know more Stranger Things news. I mean, I'm you know I don't know straight. We've got we're looking forward to season four that's gone back into production, but the writers have come out and said that is not the end. Strange, stranger things will go on past season four so we're they've got they've been talking during lockdown they've got some ideas got some stories down and it's going to be going for another season even after season four can't bloody wait on top of that morgan creek reportedly are developing a big screen reboot of the exorcist oh morgan creek who bought us likes of like true romance mm. Mm. No, yeah. that felt a bit flat, Matt. Ace Ventura, I think they did, but you know, it's been, it's been fifty years since the since the Exodus. Do we need Do we need a reboot? We just had the TV show. So that wasn't sure. a reboot. Yeah, I, I really liked the TV show, and I watched the first season, and it was awesome. And then I was just about to start season two, and they cancelled it. They mm. didn't. It's, there is a season two, but then they cancelled it after that. So I thought, well, what's the point of like leading myself up for a fall there? Um, so keep watching it, I suppose. But but I love the TV show. I thought it was fantastic. No nukes, no nukes, no nukes. I don't know if I really want a rebooted um, Exorcist movie. Why can't they just make a movie um, about a demonic possession? And don't just bring, don't just call it you know, Linda Blair and what do the head twist and all that sort of stuff. Why reboot it? Why bring it up today? The whole there's a beauty to the sadistic you know side of the direction and all that and the stories from it it's got its own life the you know that movie i don't really feel you can't it's like one of those it. films it's one of those films where you you can't recreate recreate it because of its time and well, it still stands up now obviously you can go and listen to our episode on next the exorcist um but it stands the test of time and i don't think it needs to be messed around with but you're right Give me possession movies all day long. I don't mind. I love those sort of things. Yeah. Do another do another possession movie. Call yeah. it something else. Start an original franchise. Don't this one doesn't need to be rebooted. It's still just as fucked up and scary as it was fifty years. And it's still one of the known for being one of the most like haunting horror movies and go to horror movies even now. So people do go back and watch it. So why would you update it for this generation i don't see the point because mate it's called bums on seats no it's a hot but just bring out the exorcist bring out the exorcist right and let people go and watch that they've done that already don't they they did that i i I got to rewatch it at the cinema when i was about 18 Mm. and like you know i went and watched it twice (laughs) it's just you can keep bringing it out of the cinema and let people and let generations keep watching it and they'll see the brilliance and the scariness of it i don't think that's going away in terms of how freaky it is so just don't i don't think that needs messing with like jaws don't touch it just make another franchise that's my two it's not your not going to be your year next year is it but yeah jaws but we'll see we'll see i just don't see the point in it but irrelevant we'll see how that develops only time will tell right then should we get on to our main review let's do it so this cave. This thing is unexplored. The shaft goes way down. Ready? See at the bottom. 
What do you reckon? Let's check it out. Okay, for this episode, we went to see the movie Blackwater Abyss. This movie is about five friends, uh, five friends, or five <laughs> friends. This movie is about five friends exploring a remote cave system in northern Australia, and they find themselves threatened by a hungry crocodile. Doom, doom, doom. I mean, the runtime on this is an hour thirty-eight. Too long. So fifteen. Um. You know, it's got some young young actors in it. You know, you make Luke Mitchell from uh, from Holly from whatever, whatever it is, Home and Away. Home and Away, yeah. But um, some other unknowns. Um, Jessica Jessica McNamee plays Jennifer. Luke Mitchell plays Eric. Amali Golden plays Yolanda. Benjamin Hotex plays Victor, and Anthony J Sharp plays Cash. But you know, that's I kind of trying to. I think I'm trying to. You know, what do you think of this movie, mate? I'm sorry. <laughs> Tell me some good things about this movie, Matthew. Um, the, 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 look, 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 I, I, I like a good creature feature. I mean, we've had a couple, obviously. We've had a few. We, we've Sweetheart. had, uh, well, yeah, we did Sweetheart, but then obviously we had, obviously we've had Crawl as well from Sam Raimi. Um, which, which was fucking done, well, yeah. done right. But the thing is, is that with, with the difference between this and Crawl, is Crawl had an original idea where there was a lot. It seems it felt to me like this movie had a lot of beats taken from other things, and it wasn't a, a, a fact of paying homage. I think it's just blatantly just ripped. Oh, I have that bit from this movie. When I have that bit from this movie, and it just didn't. It felt like I've seen it all before. Um, it, and it, they were, I think, they were also, also uh, relied on a lot of, of kind of build up. There was a lot of build up in this movie. What about yourself? Um, for me, it fell quite flat. I mean, I'm I'm all for um, an alligator movie. I mean, I love the 1980s alligator. I, that was one of my favourite movies when I was a kid. I watched that time and time again. Fucking ace. Flush an alligator down the toilet. Get a big fucking alligator. Lake Placid. You know, those sorts of movies. Right, my cup of tea. That's what I kind of was hoping for this. What we got was quite a um, dragged out kind of relationship story with a with only one regular sized crocodiles and crocodiles are or alligator, you know, are quite. It was a croc. It was a croc. Crocodiles are quite like. It wasn't a hybrid croc. It was just no, a standard croc. It was just in its. It was just in a cave, and it was like water was rising, and they couldn't get out, and it was stalking them in a way. Well, it wasn't. They were just shining their torches a lot on the water. I mean, Christ, I think this suffers from pacing, um, poor editing, in my opinion, awful dialogue, and kind of a a nothing story that, or a story that we've seen before, and this one was poorly. Um, delivered I thought yeah I mean I do you know what and I don't want I don't want to be that guy but I called it even from the opening scene I called it from the opening scene and I just knew 
not the what the twist was, but what the relationship story was going to be. I knew it straight from the second that that they opened the scene, and that to me is and it's too obvious. And they they set it up the whole relationship thing. They set it up so obvious. Even even the you know you could work it out so easily, and that's and it's just like at least make some kind of twist on it. Um, and the I, 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 like, I like the fact just one last thing I like I like I like the fact that they tried to keep it as real as possible so you know you know crocodiles are very t- t- territorial the fact that they were obviously wanted to keep it as in this is what a real crocodile would do I would imagine mm, um, maybe I never faced one rather than trying to make it uh, an uh, overtly stupid massive huge humongous crocodile that's munching on everything do you know what i mean rather than that kind of way i think they wanted to make it a bit more real yeah definitely um and they succeeded with that and it was very claustrophobic and very i mean i i, I realized watching this movie like um the foreboding and the foreshadowing always kills me it gets me every time i can't stand it and because it went on for so long it was just like it was giving me you know I mean, how many times, like you said, how many times they shine, how many times they shine a torch on the water, how many times you see his tiny little eyes pop up, and and how many times you've got to see a swirly bit of water. Yeah, and how many times have you got to go under the water to kind of see if there's a croc there? You know, they they wasted a, they obviously, I don't know if what the budget was on this, but they wasted a couple of like key key kills and stuff like that, and key scare moments. I thought maybe they they dragged that out for too long as well. Um, the, the fair enough they didn't go too gory as well with the um um crocodile itself so when it actually devoured its um its prey they didn't go too gory with it as well which again i'm thinking i mean most of the horror i suppose it, it's more of a drama um than a horror you know maybe it's got horror elements i was still i don't like this sort of movie i, I think i'd get claustrophobic and i don't really want to be trapped down a cave fair enough but don't know i think i've seen it all before the descent did it, descent did it far better in in a sort of if you want to go for a watch a caving movie or the cave. Well, they've they've ripped as it. above, so below. You know, there's they've lots of movies. They've ripped uh, the descent off with the whole relationship. Yeah, that, that's where they got it from, and they've taken things from other films that that with the cave and the water rising and the water and stuff like that. It's just, I just, yeah. I mean, it looked like it was all shot on one location. You know, it, it possibly looked like the cave was a set um, because it just some at some points it did feel like you were watching it being filmed in a, in a set, which I think they would have had to. I don't think it was actually on location. Um, this is quite interesting, right? I didn't realise it. So the director, um, what's his name? Andrew uh, Trucky. I'll try and get that right. Trucky um directed the first black water there was a first black water which is just called black water and uh, and that has a similar crocodile stalking so he likes his crocodile movies this guy and he's also did he also did the reef which is a shark one which i've never yeah, seen, I've seen before the uh the jungle he was in abc he's done a bit in abc yeah. actually i've seen that yeah so i don't know he, he obviously likes his creature features and with a bit of a story but this one just didn't didn't hit the notes for me i just think it wasn't it wasn't different enough it didn't have its own stamp on it where crawl had that own stamp and it was it was different it was just more interesting and i don't want to compare it to that all the time but it's hard not to when we've just had that 
and then this this comes along. Uh, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll take everyone through the, a little bit of the movie, not going too much into spoilers, because I, mean, I don't know if anyone, our, our audience would want to see this, but, you know, the, the group go into an unmarked, uh, you know, a cave they're going to explore in, um, and then, you know... It's an unexplored cave. An unexplored cave, and then it's like, oh, there's no storm coming, mate, and then suddenly they go in and the storm clouds come, up, come over, even though they've got a radar. Um, and then they sort of, like, so they find this cool little kind of i guess this is the abyss this kind of like opening in the cave and this is like apparently the great greatest discovery and then the water starts to rise in the slowest fashion possible in the least tension possible <laughs> but it does and there's a crocodile in there it kind of munches a little bit on one of them and then it's a tale of trying to get out of the cave which two of them do and to be honest I can give a shit. Yeah, well, you're not gonna. I'm not gonna tell you which two, but two of them do, and I can give a shit. I mean, and then there's a really funny, twisty descent ending, as you know, as well. You're like, you know, oh, we're gonna get out, and then what happens? Fucking bullshit. I just think it's what it's like. It needed about eight cro- eight more crocodiles for me. <laughs> the end. The, the, the big end. fucker. I just want it. Maybe just a big one. I think the problem was as well. It just felt to me like they kind of ran out of an idea at the end and it's kind of like oh no what we're going to do now if the two these two characters get out what what do we do how do we finish this movie oh i know what we'll do we'll make them crash their car off straight back into the same (laughs) lake or river that they just got out of and start it all over again and it's just like i want to spend a little bit more budget on a car going underwater um and that just i just you saw it again you saw it coming from a mile off because you knew it hadn't ended it couldn't yeah. end like that because it would have been like is that the end and then what else and then they end it in an even worse way for me <laughs> um and yeah i just yeah i just you know it was like you said earlier it's, it's way too long as well there was there was, was, it there was felt one, like it was long as well yeah there was one good bit for me uh and that was like one of the kills had um some really good sound effects to it but that was it <laughs> there's one there's one good bit that i really liked actually um and that was the credits so i could walk out <laughs> okay <laughs> no it brutal. Bit, i'm being brutal it wasn't that bad i mean we if I, you're into this sort of thing and you're mega into those sort of things maybe you you would love this but i think for me, I need if I'm gonna have like you said, if I'm gonna have crocodiles, I need it a bit more high octane and not a lot of staring at water and a lot of oh, is it coming or is it not moments. Yeah, you have. I get the foreshadowing, but for this one, it just not it, so. Not. There was just too much. Yeah, and it didn't need it. So mm. for me, a bit of a boob. Um, Come on, then, give me your breaths. I mean, you know, some of the sets were pretty cool and i like the idea of, you know i like the cave some of the music was okay and one of the deaths wasn't the sound effects were actually pretty decent so for me it's going to get a four breaths out of ten mm. are you going to go lower <laughs> i don't i don't i think I, I you know i don't know Do I, it. Think, I, I think four breaths is is fair enough i mean i would probably be more maybe yeah, I'd say four is, is fair. It's fair. 
Yeah. Um, maybe I might go down a notch because um, always in movies, I hate it when they have the asthmatic person who, <laughs> in the movie. And they can, no, no matter what movie but you've you got, watch. You've got a little bit of asthma. Yeah, but so. not, not any movie you watch, they cannot get it right when there's an asthmatic on on, 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 the, on the movie. It always has to be like the, the craziest kind of way they put it. Put, anyway, I'm going off on one here. Anyway, yeah, full breaths out of 10. I think that's a fair. You know, if you like your, your, your creature features, then yeah, you might like this one. But I think it's all been done before. Slightly too long and too much staring at water and loads and loads of torches. Too many torches. <laughs> I needed more deaths for it to go any to be even remotely average. So yeah, they're not a great one after our uh, our amazing um, talk last week. That's a shame. But you know you can't win them all. You so, cannot win them all, Paul. That is correct. Our next episode, though, mm. I mean, we are going full on with fright fest mode. Can so I wait? We'll be bringing you a full digital fright fest extravaganza. Boo! Of what we watch, obviously, we can't watch it all, which is a shame. But we'll be doing our picks very soon of what we're going to watch, and we'll bring you full reviews. Bring it on! Right. Bring it on. Let's move on to our something to scream about. Hey. Hi guys. Hey guys. Caroline. Hi Teddy. Let's do a shot glass to us. Okay, everyone get in. Three, two, one. Have you ever done anything like this before? I've never done this but over Zoom. Obviously we're not physically together, but there's no reason why Spirit can't communicate over the internet. Nothing's going to happen. Visualise us sitting in a circle. Spirit, we invite you to use us to pass on any communication. Is there anyone there? Please come forward. So this something to scream about is a doozy, mate. So we, me and Paul, got to do a really, really cool interview. Yes, thank you for inviting me. (laughs) With... um, writer the writer of host and producer jed shepherd but not only that so i'll set the scene up me and paul were waiting on the zoom call and we're ready but we're baited breath questions already so their profiles start coming up on the screen and then the profile of emma comes up and the profile of radina comes up and we're like hang on what's coming going on here and then then uh, Jed Shepard's picture comes on. He's got a really cool Zoom background and everything. I was like, me and Paul were looking at each other, weren't we? And we are like, is he fucking with us? Because, like, <laughs> they're, they're kind of... And it's their pictures on their Zoom uh, IDs from the actual movie as well, isn't it? Yeah. So, so they put... They put and we thought, what's going on? And then we had a little sound trouble, so we, we, we sorted out. And there in front of us is only Jed Shepard Emma Louise Webb from the movie and Radina Drandover from the movie as well. So we had not only Jed, we had two actors from the movie, which was a pleasant surprise, wasn't it? It was fucking awesome. And it was a great conversation. And you guys are now going to get to hear that conversation now. Yeah. And and to be honest, massive thanks to him because they're so down to earth people. And uh, I think Jed Shepard is going to be our friend for the future because we are so 
alike. We've got all the same tests. Well, you, you'll find out. You'll yeah. find out. Yeah, let's find out. Roll the interview. Welcome to Draw One Last Breath podcast. We're really lucky uh, to have the writer of the biggest movie out of the moment, uh, Jed Shepard from Host, right. and also two stars of the movie, Emma Webb and Radina Dravdova. Hey. Thank you for having us. <laughs> How are you all doing? We're awesome. We're well, good. I was speaking on behalf good. of all of them. Yeah. <laughs> We're good. All good here. How are you? We're good, good. We're so we're so honoured to have you on. Um, it's really, really good to meet you all. Yeah, um, I'm loving the Night of the Comet t-shirt and the Return of the Living Dead t-shirt. Very cool. Very much. Nice, nice. What What are you sporting today? I'm, I'm wearing the same Shudder t-shirt I wore for BBC Breakfast this morning. Yes, I look so chuffed you got away with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's awesome. So I got this at Fright Fest. Were you there too? Yeah, you were. Yeah, we got, yeah, I've got one too, but the wrong size. Oh, <laughs> yeah. That's when they were like getting people to sign up when it was like nothing, was it? it was yeah, it was it was two or three months before they launched and, and they just Shepherd, gave everyone shutter t shirts. It's Shepherd's and, Bush one, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, yeah, it was, it was yeah. A, a turbo Kid and stuff like that. That was cool. It was. And I got a Turbo Kid t shirt as well that, that day. Oh, what? I just got free t shirts. I got a Critters uh Critters t shirt this year. Yeah. From the oh, nice. Critters Free Patch. That's sick, man. That's a good yeah. t shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm going to kick off with some questions for you, if you don't mind. I'd love to ask you, and this is out there for all of you. What, are you, what is your earliest memory of horror? I know, mine, I know mine. I know mine. Go on, Emma. Um, actually, it's not really horror. It was Shaun of the Dead. And uh, <laughs> I got really upset and I couldn't watch it. Really? <laughs> I, was like, I was like eight years old and uh, my mum and my brother was watching it in the living room. And I was like, if you carry on watching this, I'm going upstairs. And my mum was like, it's not even a horror film, it's funny. And I was like, right, I'm going upstairs. I sat in my room. <laughs> That's really traumatizing. That's funny. It's quite gory. <laughs> yeah. My earliest is oh. probably, it's not really a horror, is it? It's like, I, I know what you did last summer. You know that? Oh, like, great. Yeah. Horror slash. It's really, yeah. really famous. Um, and then Scream, I can't remember which one was the first one. It was Scream either Scream first. or the Scream was Same yeah, but my, but my awful experience with horror, like the one that actually really got to me and I couldn't sleep for two weeks after that was The Ring. And oh. I watched it when I was 14 and it was it scared, it scared the shit out of me. Was that, the, was that the Japanese one or the American one? No, the American one I watched then. The Japanese one I watched two days ago. Yeah. Uh, or yesterday. <laughs> two days ago. Yeah, uh, with uh, Jed and Rob uh, in a video club. Yeah, because it's, yeah. it's on Shudder. So, yeah. It's on Shudder, but I also, uh, uh, me and Rob put it on um, at the Genesis Cinema in London. We projected it from a VCR onto the big screen. Oh, oh wicked. Sweet. Yeah, we, we started a monthly video club where we just get a cinema and plug the VCR into the projector and show vi <laughs> um, videos. That's yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, it, it was really cool. Um, so my, mine was probably, um, I th I it was either like my cousin's house or it was like someone from school's older brother uh, gave me Evil Dead 2 on, on VHS. And I was like, what is this? And I think, it, I think I'd not seen a horror film before. Um, or if I had, it was just like something like Gremlins. And I was like, what is this? And I, put, and I put it in and I was like really like scared to put it in because I didn't really know like what horror films, I thought they were like, I don't know, like from, the, from hell or something. And I put it in, I was like, oh my God, this film is designed for me. And like, I think Evil Dead 2 pretty much 
kind of is a template for for like all the horror I like, where it's uh, like funny and also like scary as well. Like Night of the Comet, another reason why I like Night of the Comet because it's a good balance between humor and 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 scares, which we kind of try we try to kind of bring to host as well as there's a lot of funny bits as well oh, as yeah. like scary bits. Oh yeah, we felt <laughs> that, and there's um. Uh, there's definitely a, bit, a couple of bits that we'll have to chat about in a bit. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, um, what's the last few weeks been like with all the buzz around the movie? I'm, you must have been just it's along. Actually, been men- it's actually been mental. Like, for, because we obviously didn't know any of this would happen. Like, cause we've had those short films out before. We was on a few festivals here and there, but then they kind of like died away, really. Um, but like, we've never had anything even remotely like this. Like, nowhere near like almost from day one just blew up and went mainstream like because we thought okay maybe the horror crowd because like we know what horror crowd like so we kind of made it for, for the horror fans and for me and rob to kind of re-watch again and again and again but it's just it's like ultra mainstream which we, we can't believe like because yeah. it's I just think crazy nobody, nobody expected this response um i think I, for, for myself, I can say I always expected it to be good because I knew Rob and I knew Jed and I knew our producer, Douglas Cox. And like, and I've worked with all the girls before. Um, I know them obviously as friends, but also as actresses. So I was like, okay, I'm going to be involved in something that, you know, I'm going to walk out of this thinking I'm going to be proud and it's going to be something good because I know that everybody gives 100%. But I never, ever in my wildest dreams imagined that, like, so many people are going to be talking about it and like we'll be in the newspapers and it's just it's it's quite a it's quite overwhelming but very very happy i'm very happy mm. yeah it's just getting more and more surreal every day it's like it's this outlet and then it's this news outlet and then it's that one oh my god it's a bit like yeah. that it is like we've got so at the start of lockdown we started this whatsapp group called quarantine movie club and we're still in in there and we're still like just all talking to each other and saying oh my god have you seen that we're in entertainment weekly we're in rolling stone we're in new york times we're in blah 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 we're all over the radio today as well which is really cool um obviously being on bbc breakfast this morning that was quite a biggie and like i i i genuinely do not want to be on tv i I don't want to be like my i don't want to be famous i don't want to be i just want to be in the background but like i feel like we kind of need to do it for to help the, the film along um, it's okay, Jed. I'll I'll take over from you. So it's it's just it's just been crazy, and just a response from like film websites as well. Like I think on day one, and I think Dread Central was one of the first ones to say, "This is the scariest film of the decade. It's as important as the Blair Witch." And I was like, "What? <laughs> what is going on now?" I mean, it's a hundred percent because you've put something in the zeitgeist that's just like completely off this time. Yeah, you know, it's like as Blair, Blair Witch and like say Paranormal Activity sort of took the found footage. You found something that's like it's now. It's like I mean, I live by myself, so for mm-hmm. me to watch this movie and like experience all we do, we do it. We do all the quiz nights, you know, the Zoom thing, yeah. and I'm there getting drunk by myself. And then suddenly you, you look <laughs> up from your computer and you realise that you're pissed. Like and like <laughs> no one else is there. That's us. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's like. So for me, yeah. it's like, you, you yeah. close the laptop, have a little cry. <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah, oh, it's, it's, it's just so, so surreal. And like the opportunities off the back of it, like are probably going to be like, we can't even comprehend right now. It's, it's, it's going to be crazy. Well, I mean, what, what at the start of it all, what made you just decide that this, you were going to write this? What, what was the main thing? Did you, you know, what, why? 
Um, so, so obviously you guys know Rob's prank video. Yeah. And um, so how that kind of started is we were about five, six weeks into lockdown. We'd, we'd been watching Netflix party um, on with all of our uh, WhatsApp group friends for, for all that time. And we'd run out of films basically to watch and the girls, but didn't want to watch any horror films as well. And none of every time we suggested, Oh, let's watch a horror film. No, no, no. Let's, let's watch dirty dancing, which was, which was amazing by the way. I'm not, I'm not saying it's not amazing. Dirty, dan- dirty dancing. Like, like honestly, I was like, no, I don't want to watch dirty dancing. I haven't seen it in years. It's, watch it it's so good it's, it really stands up anyway um so I've we got, i've got a sister so i've seen it <laughs> yeah exactly exactly and then we <laughs> we basically um run out of things to watch and rob called me up and was like jed got this idea uh want to prank our friends he'd been seeding it for a while saying he could hear noises in his attic and then he showed me what he wanted to do which was uh go up into his attic uh cut to a shot from wreck where a zombie kid jumps out and then cut to him on the ground dead basically and i was like this they're never gonna fall for it um and then they all fell for it um which was great and we recorded it and we weren't even going to record it as well we was like should i should should, should i just like record it he's like yeah and then he cut it into a two minute thing and put it online and it got about seven million views across all the different places in, in the space of a few days and uh, yeah, and based on that, we've got loads of offers coming in from various different places. Um, Shadow wasn't the highest offer, but they have a platform and I'm a Shadow subscriber as well. So um, it just kind of makes sense. And they're, they're the only ones who wanted it out ASAP. And I was like, it needs to go, be out while we're in lockdown. It can't be, can't wait. It has to be. Uh, um, yeah, and, and like... Once I have an idea in my in my mind, it's really hard for it, like to shake. I was like, needs to be July, needs to be July, needs to be July. Uh, yeah, and then we basically uh, broke it to the girls, and we recorded all these behind the scene things as well. We told the girls what we were going to do, and they were they were like, okay, fine, yeah. Because they, I don't think they realised what what was. I mean, we didn't even realise what we were going to do. So yeah, they reluctantly. Well, not reluctantly because like they're friends, but like they agreed to do it, and uh, I was really happy to do it. It was like, that, you know, that phase in lockdown and it was just so groggy and still and boring. And then mm-hmm. it was like, make a film. And people, like millions of people just watched our little prank thing. Like, definitely. This is going to be yeah. so fun. It was like, it was more exciting than and getting a normal job, even though getting a normal job is still very exciting. It was like, let's go to well, We didn't know if we can trust them first, actually. When they, when they got us on a Zoom call to tell us about this, we, we, we just got pranked, right? Yeah, and yeah, we're yeah. just like, nah, don't trust these guys. I'm not getting on a Zoom call with them again. <laughs> yeah. And then, so we're going to make a film. And we were just like... Yeah. And by the way, huh? Gemma didn't want to didn't get on the Zoom call. I was like, Gemma, like, you really should come into the Zoom call. And she was like, I'm, I'm busy, Jed. And I was like, I had to ask her like 16 times. I was like, Gemma, can you just do me a favour and come onto the Zoom call for five minutes? And she was like, oh, okay. And that was the, yeah, that was a prank as well, wasn't it? That was a prank, like, yeah. Gemma, please come on the call. And she was like, I'm really busy. Like, I'll, I'll join tomorrow. It was like, come on the call. Yeah. And who knows yeah. if she would be in the in the actual film if she didn't come onto the prank call. Um, but yeah, and then we had to kind of set about writing it. Um, oh, first of all, we had to pitch it to Shudder and... Um, you've probably heard me say this before, but the pitch was just two words: Zoom seance, and and they were they were into it, and that's like the shadow were just great. They they I think they can see see things that other people can't, um, and they just trusted us. And um, 
<laughs> yeah, they see they see dread people, and uh, <laughs> and we, we we just yeah, and I mean we didn't know it, we didn't know what we were gonna do really. We just we just kind of just like made it with our friends, and it just ended up being like really really cool and something that we'd watch ourselves. I mean, I'm a fan of Clerks and stuff like that. So like to do the sort of same filmmaking and style as that, it's just like absolutely bang on. Do you know what that is? You that is a good comparison. It's very similar to Clerks, just the fact that. Though we, he didn't use all of his friends. He he did do an audition process. He did do um, an audition process, yeah. But like you know, yeah. Walt, Walt Flanagan's in it like seventeen times or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're all part of it now, you know. Like you guys, got, yeah. You know, they've got the view skew. You've now got you know some you the have universe. Universe, is that Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like to well, think that the uh, the prank was our audition. It's kind of, but like obviously, um, all of these girls they we've worked with them before. Radina, Caroline, and Haley were, were in Dawn of the Death, which came out 2016. Um, and that was probably our biggest film to date, probably, um, because that just played at Sundance and loads of big festivals. And um, and then Emma and Gemma came from uh, Multiplex, a film that isn't even out yet but stars all of the girls from Host and uh, awesome. probably, co- probably come out in October. Um, it's like a 20 minute, 20 minute short that I directed and it is, I, I love it, but it's, com- it's completely different. I wouldn't even say it's horror. I would say it's more like an, uh, a kid's adventure movie, oh. um, like Goonies or, um, or something like that. It does have horror elements, of course, but um, yeah, Emma's the lead. Yeah, fantasy. You get you get you get to see all of the girls doing uh, strange strange things. Though, if you've seen Dawn of the Death, you you you, you will know. I who need to see more of Dawn of the Death. Mm-hmm. I was I was I watched it um, like literally this afternoon. Oh, I nice! Check oh, wow. out all the stuff, and I was like, "What? Why? Why haven't I seen this?" So it's like 2016. I'm a massive zombie fan, anyway. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where is it, mate? That's me out. You know, that's, that's me, oh, me wow. zombie arm walking dead. Oh, nice. Oh, massive, cool. Massive zombie fan. To see that, to see another concept. And my mate here, he's, he's, not, he's, he's well. not completely deaf. But, oh, nice. So, <laughs> you know, he's, he's sort of Dawn of Death half. Dawn of Death yeah. right here. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, like, so you all like multiplex. All, yeah, but yeah. Had, I, I really like the layers in it. Like, the real, mm. like, the concept of it was just like, it wasn't just like another zombie movie. You had this. I mean, this really horrible story with the poor girl. Yeah, I mean, who, Caroline. Who played that? Who Caroline. Was, Caroline played that role. Caroline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that and then Redina and Haley were like the couple. Yeah, the couple. Um, it was just yeah. There was some real. There was yeah. structure there to enough to do not eleven minutes. I wanted to like. I know, the yeah. Thing. Also, it's the fact that that storytelling in such a short amount of time is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. It's so so much involved in such a short time that it's just it just was really done really really yeah. clever yeah i'll let you into a secret they play the same characters in multiplex as they do in dawn of the death oh, but, yeah. um yeah there's but zombies. it's there's zombies there's zombies <laughs> there's, multiplex is basically everything is it's yeah it, it's like like because me me and rob work really well together because he's very art house and i'm very like i want to make stuff to make pe- the audience happy i'm always thinking if i was sitting there in the audience and i've paid my money i would want to be entertained so i'm just like entertain 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 do some cool shit and rob's like thinking about like what th- what this thing actually this shot actually means mm. and like <laughs> so like when when we work together 
something magic happens. When we work separate, it's still great, but just diff just different. Uh, Rob is very arty without me, and I'm very non-arty without Rob. I think <laughs> uh, I'm more about I'm more about entertainment and and stuff the general public will like. Though host is is mainstream, mainstream as you can get, I guess. So some, something something works. Um, yeah. Uh, why we've got the girls because we didn't expect the girls to come come along so i've got massive added bonus yeah so yeah had, yeah yeah we had this question about about um how difficult it was to shoot but there's one scene in particular uh, before i get to that question i just got to throw out there like emma so you were you were a glass was thrown at you like when you when you went through the was that Gemma? Gemma, Gemma gets oh, hit by a bottle. Yeah, Gemma, yeah, yeah. Oh, so Gemma gets bottled. Okay. Yeah. Gemma gets bottled. Yeah. Is, is that, is that, is that... Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> you get you get thrown out the window in, in some yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a yeah. She does. Which is you know physical. Did you actually throw yourself out the window and go through that picnic table? Well, I had two yeah. lovely. You would have, right? <laughs> I, I would have done it because I was like, I I love doing anything that's like physical, running around, whatever. But yeah, there were two stunt girls who were doing that stuff for me, and they were called Ginny and Anna. And she took the beating and she went through the the bench for me. And it it, it cuts off with me leaning out my window with the phone going, <sighs> doing that, trying to make it look like the phone's falling. And it cuts yeah. to to Anna and Ginny. So. Wow. So were you fr were you thrown or jumped? I like to think I jumped, but it's not confirmed. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. Like we, we we um when we when we wrote it, when me, Rob, and there's another writer called Gemma. When we wrote it, we basically had a 17-page beat sheet. I, I basically wanted to kind of have the template that the Blair Witch had, which was it's a it's a beat sheet it's, it's a scriptment you do, it's not a full script and that allows the actors to play within in the lines so they they get to improv and um because we want to be as realistic as possible you only get real conversations from having real conversations and they use their real names because we wanted the authenticity of, of a found footage movie we wanted it to be paramount uh there's no score um we took a lot of cues from from Blair Witch in terms of how we would do it I watched a million Blair Witch like documentaries and um, and stuff. Actually, like we we might be doing a, a a podcast with the Blair Witch guys, like oh, nice. um, which is which is really going to be really cool. Where they quiz us about host and we quiz them about Blair Witch. Oh. Well, they, we they, we do the you did the Boo Crew, didn't you? And um, Boo they, Crew, yeah, uh, they were on the Boo Crew not so long not so long ago oh really talking about oh, okay it. there's an episode that they came on and it was incredible to learn about all the stories and, and what they're transitioning because he's got a meteor man yeah is it meteor man yeah. he's got they've got another movie coming out in the next year or so oh do they uh, okay so cool yeah i love the yeah. boo crew they're really cool uh, yeah matt you talk to him quite a lot yeah <laughs> leo's a quite good a good friend because oh nice fans, so yeah yeah leo's cool such nice guys like such yeah guys. big host fans as well um, girls, I just want to ask you a question to both of you, actually. Where, when you filmed, obviously, everything, what would you say was kind of one of the, the hardest parts for you? Uh, the hardest parts will have to be, well, there was a lot of technical stuff. So I had this fear that I'm going to not do things correctly because I've never done sound before. I've never been a DLP before. Um, and all of a sudden I had to do everything in my own house 
And I was a bit terrified of, you know, am I going to get everything right? Am I going to press record? Am I going to do all of that? And then I was worried that because my brain was thinking about all of these things, I was worried that the acting is going to get compromised and I'm not going to be as, as, as good or as involved. Um, but then to be honest, after even on the first day, it was a completely different vibe because like our producer Douglas Cox was always with us. So he was like, okay, girls, we're just going to take our time. He walked us through all the settings. We had videos from our sound guy column, um, how to press everything, where to put the cables. Um, and we took our time and Rob was so patient. He was like, we're going to do as many takes as, you know, as it takes, it's fine. Just, you know, get into the space. So it, I eased up after that. Um, but yeah, this was the most challenging thing for me, I think. Yeah, same, like a lot of exactly the same thing. Um, worrying about uh, mics, camera, um, the room you're in, making sure it's the same as it was the day before. And because it's your bedroom, you slept in the bed and moved your sheets around. So yeah, make sure everything's the same. And then your performance on top of that. So you want to make sure that your head is actually in the moment when you're filming and not like on all the different stuff. Um, and also sending the files, like sending, oh, yeah. we were in charge of sending the files <laughs> for the films. So like, if we lost a file, if we didn't record a file, like it was on us. And like, uh, for some reason, my storage on my laptop is just full to the max. And right. I couldn't get, a, I couldn't find a quick way of just sending the stuff quickly. So for me every day, it was like, like 10 at a time, 10 takes at a time. It was like, yeah, I would get a text from Emma like every five minutes. I hate this. I hate sending this. I, I, I hate doing this. So much pressure, like I've never felt before. And I just... it was a lot of pressure. I can second that. Like I had, I had days when my Wi-Fi wasn't as good, so I was just like, oh my god, oh my god, I can't do this <laughs> because on the next day I'll have to send like two hundred texts instead of one hundred. And I was just like, oh my god, please work, please work. Because you're just scared. You you don't want to let your friends down because you're working with That's your friends. It's yeah. more great because you get to be more comfortable, but then you've got the extra pressure. You don't want to let your friends down more than yeah. if you were to do it with people you didn't know. It's like, yeah. You're really a jack, jack of all trade now, though. You've got all that on your CV. You know, that's all yeah. done. Continuity, yeah. sorted, pick. Yeah, you special walk, skills. <laughs> you can walk onto any set now and just go, I'll just do that job. That'd be it, done. You really <laughs> could, yeah. Number yeah. one film in the world. <laughs> you know, yeah. I saw 100% on Rotten Tomatoes as well. Wow. Oh, that's, that's nuts, man. That's incredible. It's that's incredible. Ridiculous. For a horror film as well, like a Zoom horror film as well, to be 100% is, is, is crazy. Yeah, yeah. It's crazy. Jed, I've got to ask you a question, mate, because obviously you, you are a huge horror fan. Yep. Horror fan. If you could have the keys to any property, what would you choose? And that's anything. So it doesn't matter if it's been made or it's going to be made or somebody's already got it. What would you do? Hmm. Who says I haven't already got the keys to the property? I won't. But but besides that, um, <laughs> it would be it would be Nightmare on Elm Street. I I, I want to take over Nightmare on Elm Street and 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 do it properly. I've got a really 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 cool idea how to like reboot whole thing but like still pay homage to what's come before um yeah with, Pe just... with heather and with robert or uh-huh because you have to yeah you have to <laughs> the right answer 
and right. and if you if you don't, the film's going to fail. You have to have that original cast. But if it wasn't that, because that I think that that's too hotly contested that franchise, it would hundred percent be Night of the Comet. And I've I've said it on on Twitter, like, give me Night of the Comet, and I I'm friends with like the the leads um, Kelly Maroney and Catherine Mary Stewart, like and like we've hung out and stuff, and they're they're, they're brilliant. And like between you and me, they're like Jed. We we wish you had Night of the Comet. And I'm like, yeah, I wish it too because I will smash it out of the park. So please give me that film. You can't improve perfection, right? What if you ruined it? It but... is perfection, but I've got some. You can always put a cherry on top of perfection. It's got and... years though, isn't it? You've got enough time in between to yeah. do like this. Like um, we we talk yeah. about. We always talk about something stupid in our like in the pod and stuff like that. Like remakes that we want to see. We mentioned that the comet going. That's got that's got time. It's and obvious. It's perfect for yeah. now. You've got that kind of you have got that feminist revival that's really it's apparent too, now. It's two sisters like um in, in like a post apocalyptic <laughs> world. Like yeah, fight with machine guns, fighting zombies and going shopping. Like everyone wants to watch that movie. Wait, Just give what? it to me. Would you be up for that? Yeah, Rodino and Emma. Yeah, Emma, that's what it's about. Um and it's so, the inspiration for Buffy the Vampire Slayer, eh? Yeah, it was, yeah. Like yeah. Joss, Joss has said, like Joss has said, like it's one of his it's like obvious, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, yeah, the humor and the the question was I wanted to ask you earlier. I didn't. Right, so when Emma, uh, Gemma, sorry, gets burned yeah. that glass thrown at her, it's yeah. so sudden and it made me laugh. I cry. I, I was cracking up. I rewound it a couple of times. <laughs> it um, was quite funny. But it reminded me of the punch in like, the comic. The, the <laughs> yeah. first time you see that punch, it's just so out. It's just like, hang on, what? Just nowhere. What just happened? Yeah. Is yeah, yeah. he made you see the movie yet? No, the comic. No, they've not seen. No, they've not seen no, the comic. No, I, I do try and make everyone. Yeah, you I do. It. It's just. We so watched funny. a bunch of little horror clips in preparation before each take, so Rob would to get us in the zone, right? After we've pressed record, transferred all the things, okay, and now setting the right light, and then Rob would get us like, okay, now everybody, turn the lights off. And he would play us this like awful horror scenes like just just whatever he can pick like the ugliest scariest things so he can get us in the mood yeah and it was just like a crash course of horror for real <laughs> it was yeah. awful all do you get so none of the girls were, were into horror re, like hardcore like like me and rob so yeah we, we, we it's almost like a like quite sadistic like put, making them watch all these these things are hard, but it's it's the easiest way to get them in into the, into the mood uh, to act in in a horror film. And again, this is kind of what the guys did on Blair Witch Project. They terrorized their cast almost in order to get the best performance out of them. What and in the end, <laughs> so they had to really camp in the wood, would like, and then they were just left kind of like little kind of notes on what to do like the next day. But then in the night, the directors would properly spook them and like bang on their tent and like freak them out and um hang hang those little symbols in the trees so they didn't really know what was coming until they got out of the tent and like okay, around the camera that's worse than what we had they went, so, into, uh, they went into hiding as well after the film came out like um for the next yeah. six months or six i think six to twelve months they were uh, told in their contract they couldn't be in the public eye at all so they had to they pretend they were dead mm. for so, that yeah. long maybe yeah. that's why like <laughs> This is why this is why Jed's told you to get this movie like out within like a couple of months before some somebody else gets it and like does it. It's true. Before you find out these people are real. No, but I I genuinely (laughs) wanted them to like 
go quiet for like a little <laughs> while. No, I, I, and I was saying they 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 needed it, but then I realised oh that's no that's no it's not really good for their careers. Yeah, the bit of, like, their film comes out and then they can't say anything. So yeah, when, um, Blair, when Blair Witch came out, there was like it was just a start of the internet. So the internet mm. came out. We I was I was fixated. I was like this is a true story. I was watching a documentary. I was, they had a, a fake website up yeah. saying these people are gone missing. And then the movie came out and then you go, Oh damn, it wasn't. Oh, not, no. only, not only that, <laughs> on, on, no. on IMDB, they were listed as deceased. That was it. Yeah. yeah. It was crazy. It was really cool. Well, well that's that, kind of cheeky though. I know. <laughs> I, but I, I was going to do it for you guys. I was genuinely oh, on, no. on the 30th of July going to do it, but like, I was like, Shh, no, this is really mean of me. So I won't. Do you know what? Know. I thought paranormal activity was real. Like, I don't know if it's because of the age I was when it came out. I was like 11 or 12. But everyone in my school for like at least a week was like, yeah, there's real, there's like real horror. Like, it's actually, it actually happened. Like, everybody believed it. And it, mm-hmm. d- it does suck you in more, doesn't it? You're watching it with a completely different pair of eyes. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's the thing. It's just like I, we were talking the other day, and there's a set of films that make make us feel like that. And Blair Witch made us feel like that a time ago, but Paranormal Activity made us feel that uneasy. <clears throat> but I was saying to Paul, I was saying, literally watching Host the other night, I haven't had that feeling for so long. Goosebumps. I, yeah, it's like that, that's the weird thing, yeah. though. It's just like people see films in different ways. We've got vivid imaginations. Me and Paul. And I think that's why we soak ourselves in it. We're massive horror fans. Um, we loved the homage in the movie as well. We could see there's obvious homages to little bits, but done in a different way that was just mm-hmm. so cool. And, and it, made, it just made me feel uneasy and that feeling that, that I'd lost. And it's never, it hasn't been back for ages. The first time I like when I was watching it and I was mm. like, I, I put a, a massive smile came on my face because I got a little tingle at the back of my neck. <laughs> and there's a little creepy thing come up my arm and I was like, oh, this is good. This, this <laughs> yeah. is, suddenly you yeah. realise it's affecting you. So yeah, it's bang on. That and means, that's the thing. Yeah. The, the best thing that people could possibly do is underestimate the film going in. That's, I want people to go, oh, this is just unfriended. I want people to go in thinking that because yeah. that, that, that means we've got them. That means the bar is so low. Wow. They're, they're, funny, we've got it's them. It's funny yeah. for that because the, the episode before we re- reviewed the movie, Paul was like, so our next episode, we've got a film called Host. Uh, there's a lot yeah. of hype about it saying it's going to be the scariest film of all time. And I just went, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> I my words. It's because I, I pulled Veronica on him last year. And, um, oh, it's, Veronica's great. It's, it's a great movie, but it wasn't, yeah. scary, it wasn't my sketch. Ske- it didn't do the same no. thing as this one. So. This, this is our yeah, wheelhouse. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I mean, we went to Paranormal Activity. And the only thing I could say would have made this film better is we watched, if we would watch it, would have watched it together. Because yeah. we're like little girls. We're like, get the cushion, <laughs> and we're like hiding, and it's just, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's just, but that's the thing. Like, obviously, like, me, me and Rob are like, like you two, like, we're just like massive horror fans, yeah. and we wouldn't let this film go out unless it like satisfied like our horror fan kind of like needs. So, we know we know all of the horror beats, we know what horror fans expect, so we're able to like subvert at the, at the last minute, like Caroline's about to go up into the attic, no, nope, she goes back down, gets a selfie stick, pokes it up, which is what. <laughs> A normal person would do. You wouldn't just walk blindly into a dark attic. Um, and then also, like for instance, with um, with Emma, like we wanted people to think, oh, okay, this is where she dies, and then uh, they think, okay, no, this is where she dies. She has about four or five different like times she could possibly yeah. die. We drag that through the whole film. Bait and um, switch. 
Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, and also, like, with Redina's situation as well, like, I, th- I think we've kind of set it up where people might think um, Alan might kind of, like, be possessed or something. or yeah, like that's what so- I thought. <laughs> yeah. Um, because when she, where's Alan? And you think, uh-oh, Alan's going to, like, turn up, at, like, possessed and, and get her. But no, Alan's a victim too. So, like, um, yeah, it's... it's yeah, we, we just enjoyed ourselves. And kind of how we did it is, like, we basically, before we... Like, we had we had Zoom seance, and then the next day after we knew Shadow was into it, we just wrote down... We went down the Zoom features list on, on the Zoom website and wrote down all of their features, and we kind of put a girl's name next to that feature. I was like, okay, this is how she dies. She dies from the Zoom background. This is how she dies. She dies from the Zoom filters, etc., etc., etc. Um And, yeah, and then we also knew we wanted to do a fire death and one a levitation thing. Um, yeah, because some so, of the, the effects, oh, my God. Um, yeah. We've had, uh, obviously, Dan Martins did some of your effects. We've had him on the podcast before. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I mean, again, how? how the Car- how? That's Caroline. I'm guessing that was his work, was it? With the- yeah, that's <laughs> the only thing he did, yeah. So he, he sent prosthetics to Caroline and just taught her on Zoom how to apply them. And then she would smash her face. Wow. And say, okay, put, the, put more I, blood. I saw the yeah. online today. Cause I yeah, think, yeah. Um, uh, Daily Mail or something like that. Uh, oh, God, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, but it was like, but the pictures were unbelievable. She's done a great job. It's like, on the back. She could do that for, for a living now. Like she, yeah, all these she tra- looks so all, good. All, all these trades you, you ladies are learning. It's, it's great. Yeah. But with Caroline's death, because like she's really sweet, and and I was just like, and actually that was the first first death that I came came up with. I was like, oh, wouldn't it be cool if like all of a sudden you're seeing all this gobbledygook appear in in the in the chat on Zoom? So people get closer and closer and closer. Then all of a sudden you see see Caroline fly through her Zoom background, hit the screen, and then that people really like, got yeah. me. The first time I watched that was my reaction in the film because they edited it together. And we yeah. were able to get, they, they got our live reactions of us watching it, oh, right? Wow. And I was genuinely so impressed and horrified at the same time to, to the point where I was like, wow, oh, oh my God. And like, yeah. do you know what's really nice? You don't really get, unless you're working very collaboratively, you don't often get the chance as an actor to do all this stuff. And I think actors are really cre- creative people and like, they can do so they we we can do so many different things and like on this we've actually had the chance to demonstrate how adaptable and like like we can be and this different yeah. stuff that we actually enjoy doing i know caroline really enjoyed doing the makeup she did like, yeah yeah just goes to show like we can do stuff you know okay did you, did you guys know i actually shot caroline's background i recorded oh. that <laughs> oh wow oh, oh. Because Caroline couldn't do it, so she was, she, was, she was calling me, Jed, like, they need it now, and, like, I don't know how what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just, like, so I just basically went on Zoom with her, press record, she went through it, so we transferred it to her, okay, cool, that's it, and then that's what you see in, in the I mean, we're waiting, we're waiting for the next Barat. I mean, now you've done it, I'm guessing you do a re- you do, you're going to show people how you did it, and then you people are going to be able to copy that, and we're going to see some copycats over the next year, which would be, oh God, yeah. which would be quite interesting. I have a bit of a geeky question, actually, where I want to see if yeah. I was right or not. The um, Zoom calling card, so when you had, like, Hayley and, like, um, Hayley Gemma, and then all the mm-hmm. order they came on, did they come in purposely in reverse kill order? Was that done on purpose or by but, accident? But te- the only the Teddy, didn't, Teddy. Teddy didn't. But then he, yeah. isn't Teddy the only uh, person who wasn't a friend? 
He wasn't a friend in real life to start with. We yeah. we got him because he's a stunt man. Yeah. Um, because we needed someone to set their face on fire for real, and uh, that's why we got Teddy. No, that that is it's interesting that you said there there is something to do with the order, but it's not the order that she clicks in. There's oh. some, yeah. But did, did did you see on that on that login screen? Did you see all the Easter eggs on that? I. I... Pause. I pause. I'm gonna watch it again and pause it all because the, I thought when it ended and there was like all the sound guy had like yeah yeah, yeah. and then she st- um and Redina did as well. Redina, yeah, Redina <laughs> did, yeah, because of that. But that was just like the credit scenes were just as good as the movie. I was like, this is yeah. Awesome. But like yeah, this, the, the, the very start, that's where you get a lot of cl- lot of clues. Like the camera so... she brings the camera out. The camera flashes. Is that one? Yeah, know. but like on the lo- on the login screen, the the password is DMK, and you know ah, DMK is yeah, 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 yeah. the comic. Yeah, yeah. Um, and there's other things like that. There's like Ghostwatch references and things, and and you see my name at the start. You see her clicking. You see her clicking the friends to add to the um to the to the seance, and you see my name, and she doesn't click on it. Like real, well, really. Act- yeah, go oh, on. Um, you know, I think I'm, I mentioned it to you before. You know how the pictures we come in with, mm-hmm. they kind of all have a hint to how we die. Like, I have the wings. It's like I fly out the window. Radina's laying down, right? And she's, like, dragged along the floor. But, like, that must be total, like, chance. And, like, Caroline's all like... Or <laughs> <laughs> <Where> is it? <laughs> there, there, yeah. there's, there's lots and lots and lots of, like, stuff like that. Um, but it's because like we didn't realize people would see this, so we just had to make it fun for us. So we just put tons and tons of stuff in there, and then now that's like why some people have watched it twenty times in two weeks and just trying to f- unlock it. But like one of the cool things we we did, and and again like I was hinting at people like the secrets in here, the secrets you just got to like keep watching and figure it out. Like we did the um, the Shudder live tweet thing like on the first. The week after it came out and so we were all in zoom like the whole cast and crew were in zoom like live tweeting along on twitter and then we were waiting because like the 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 zoom code that you see in the film if you type it in then you could join our zoom call like right there and then so yeah so we had like like five people who figured it out and they joined our zoom call so yeah so when when the film finished on shudder we let them all into the room at the same time and they were like, oh my God, like... so cool. Yeah, we rewarded them. It was really cool. cool. It was really fun. That's really good. So, <laughs> um, okay. So what, what's next? What, what is next? Girls? Are you going to put I us next? That's the question. What are you going to write for us? <laughs> well, they're all in, in, in multiplex, which, which I think... Work. Yeah. I mean, I was I was going to drop the trailer the day after Multiplex came out, but then it, it, it couldn't because it, it like because it was too much of a hit. I didn't want to like muddy the waters and people think, oh, what's happening here? Is it the same movie or something? So um, I think I'm going to drop the trailer before the end of August, um, and then probably it'll come out in October, I'd say. Cool. Um, but I, I can't wait for people to. We we only showed it before. The week before lockdown, it was at the Glasgow Film Festival, and we showed it, and it went like the audience went bananas, like it was crazy. Awesome. So I was I couldn't I couldn't wait to show it again, but then lockdown happened, so I've never shown it again. It's just crazy. Um, hopefully, yeah, we'll play a few festivals as well. We anticipated this year to be doing festivals, didn't we? That's what we yeah. were doing. 
Yeah, but I, I think like from the end of the year to mid two thousand twenty one, we'll we'll be doing festivals with multiplex. I think. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, so you'll see see them all in that, and um, I'm doing a Sam a film with Sam Raimi, as you guys probably know. Um, we can't, we we're can't just gonna. <laughs> Yeah, you could, but I can't really say anything. Just besides, yeah. it's like ultra, 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 ultra cool, and like how, it's one how, of the... how the hell did you keep your cool? Well, like, like we've actually, but we 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 had this in in our in our pocket for like a year now. Like we've known about it for a year because he he was a big fan of Salt and Dawn and the Deaf, Sam Raimi. Mm. So he just wanted to work with us, and then um, again, like me and Rob just bad an idea around it's kind of based on an idea that like a story that my my dad used to tell me when I was a kid and I thought oh everyone's told this story nope he kind of like made it up so I'd kind of taken that and like changed it a bit and uh yeah that's what we did Sam Rain was just like yep let's do this so it's been it's been mad working with him and just just having it's crazy zoom meetings and stuff like that as well yeah yeah, yeah. So we've been doing table at the moment. We're doing table reads and um, mm. acting out the parts, and Sam has to act out the parts as well. And it's very, has, it's very cool. Has he watched Post yet? Um, well, the last time I spoke to him was last week, like Monday or Tuesday, and at I that point he hadn't. He's got. He, well, his his whole team have seen it and they all love it, but. Um, he hadn't as of last week, but he will. He will. He keeps saying that he will. So, mm-hmm. but he's genuinely like the busiest man in Hollywood. He has got so much happening. Oh, no. um, some awesome. of it's in the press. Um, so I'm not sure. I think some is aren't isn't exactly confirmed, but so much going on. So I, I'm not surprised. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, we we wish you all the luck with all your forthcoming things, guys. Um, I really Thanks. hope to see you all together again doing stuff. It's got yeah. We, t- we hope so too. Well, like, I, like, I, I was, I, I want to do host too at some point. Maybe not like in the next couple of months, but like sometime next year, I, I, I want to do host too. Um, and I've got a really, really good idea for it. And I think Rob's into it. So I just have to convince him a bit more, but we, we just don't want to do that next because people yeah. think we'll just, it's just a quick, like grab at, at attention because this one was so popular. We have you to like, do something in between and then we'll do it. You've got to do not the comment first, mate. <laughs> I, I, honestly, like, I don't know how many hints I can give to like Ryan pictures, like on Twitter, like, yeah, just, just tell them. I think I'm the biggest Night of the Combat fan in the world. I say it so much and like on every podcast I'm on, I talk about it. So <laughs> I'm, I'm just manifesting it. I'm putting it out into the universe. I mean, I'm not going to, I won't challenge. I, the first time when we saw it was for, because we pulled it out of the vault for the podcast. Mm-hmm. So it was like the first time we saw it was last January. But since mm-hmm. then, I've, <laughs> yeah, 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 I've, yeah, yeah. I've watched it. Second biggest fan. Second biggest fan <laughs> so, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Guys, Guys that, that was so cool. I uh, really, really appreciate that. Um, you know, we're, we'd love to have you on again when, when you know, you've got other content uh, out yeah. anytime. But that's that really, it really does mean a lot to us to have you on. Yeah. Cheers. No, I really Thank enjoyed it. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you for having us. Fucking great job, boy. That was awesome. How so cool much was that, fun. Eh? That was so much fun.
really enjoyed it thanks again to uh jed emma and radina it was a fucking great conversation we'll have you back on anytime even if it's just for a proper episode i mean jed if you want to come on we'll talk night of the night of the comet too yeah, or just going well, maybe we'll just do another review of night of the comet or you can bring part yeah or you can bring us a movie and we're re- and we'll talk about that it's a great conversation really enjoyed it he, he is a guy with lots of knowledge and he's a proper horror fan which i'm really happy about it's really good good chat yeah. and the movie's doing great and there you can see them all on their um, social media they are doing tons of uh tons of interviews and they're talking to lots lots of people this movie's got getting a lot of traction so uh go out and see it go and get that free shutter subscription and watched host do it okay let's move on to our movie from the vault I'll agree to waive all the deposit stuff. You just give me the first month's down, we'll call it a day, all right? It's hard coming up with all that money, isn't it? Uh, it's gonna work out. You're not the one with $84 in a bank account and a check to write on Monday. You know what you should do. Hi, I'm calling in regards to the babysitter flyer posted outside my dorm. Tonight's big eclipse is now well underway. I feel a little weird just dropping you out here like in the middle of wherever we are. Okay, this uh, episode's movie from the vault uh, was picked by my beautiful self. Um, it is Ty West's The House of the Devil from 2009. House Short of the, the Devil! House <laughs> of the Devil! Shout! Shout! Shout of the Devil! Yeah, anyway, in 1983, supposedly, financially struggling college student Samantha Hughes takes a strange babysitting job that coincides with a full lunar eclipse. She slowly realises her clients harbour a terrifying secret, putting her life in mortal danger. So, we've watched this film together a long time ago, didn't we? Oh, Christ, you bought it for me from from memory. Probably Uh, when it came out, I think, probably about 2009, 2010. Yeah, and uh, I remember watching it and just, like, in, I think we both instantly like like just fell in love with it. It was just because of the way it was a modern movie that was filmed in, in that sort of Technicolor way that felt very 70s and very, very early 80s. Mm. And it was just like it was one of those movies where they just got they nailed the the uh the time the period they nailed the period and it was like it was not you know there was an 80s renaissance coming at the time you know it was just it was kind of bubbling but yeah i'd say you're right bubbling yeah this was it was bubbling at the time but this was um not in your face it didn't have that sort of privilege it was just we are going to make a movie and it's going to be set in this period and it's going to be true to that period i mean it was it was really 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 cool to watch it was very uh it's great style great yeah so style. on the, the the era it's quite funny I, I slipped the disc in and i turned to my wife and i said we started watching the open sequence and i said to her so i'm going to give you a little trivia test you gotta give me the right year this is from and if you get it right then cool you're the best and she guessed at 1985. 
Ooh. No, 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 no. So that's not that, bad, though. That's not a bad guess. Yeah, but that's... Well, it isn't, because it was made in 2009, you douchebag. So oh. that's what I'm saying. That okay. it's looks... I said, when did you think this was filmed? So it, that's how good it is at fooling you to make it look... Because it's shot on 16mm. It just it looks like a, a late 70s, early 80s movie. And just... Uh, They've got it right down yeah. to the clothes and without shoving it down your throat. That opening scene set, sets it perfectly. You get the the mute that fucking wicked, wicked music, and it's just electro sort of like it's of the time. You the get titles, little, the Walkman, yeah, the titles. I titles. love that. Awesome, but again, like if you look at like say like you remember like charlie steeds and stuff like that a lot of his titles are similar to that and he's obviously got very, yeah, very. very up his street so that's kind of that's very very that was very 70s i thought the titles yeah definitely it was a nod but even to the credits when they did the you know they did the name and the character at the end the yep. dot, dot, dot in that's between. very 70s yeah yeah very very good i mean we obviously we have you seen any other thai west movies VHS. Yeah, VHS. But have you ever seen Innkeepers? That's quite a good one. No. I'll, I'll pick you up a copy because I think it's cheap at work. But I'll pick you up a copy copy because it's really worth seeing. And he's got a couple of other movies that I really want to check out, but they're quite hard to get. Um, but yeah, he's he's really good. I think as, as he's ne- that film, he just he just nails it. So obviously we've got our main character, Samantha. And she is who? Who does she meet at the house that she wants to rent? Well, D Wallace, D, D Wallace, Wallace. The landlady. So we get a nice oh, little bit. Of, uh, you know, we get ET's mum in it. It's fantastic. Yeah. ET's <laughs> mum just makes the film twenty percent better. Or any film that she's in, that she's a twenty percenter. Always, and she's only in it for five minutes. So it's fine. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Cam, um, but I bet she got get, a fair wedge of cash for that though. We get the amazing Greta Gerwig. Yeah, Greta, Greta Gerwin. I can't believe she's in this. Like, I didn't. Like, obviously, she wasn't really. When we watched it, she wasn't really massive, and now no, she's she, huge. She is huge. Right, a director, Lady, Lady, Ladybird. Yeah. You know, massive movie. So mm-hmm. she's done a load of load of stuff. How cool she's so good in this movie. Fucking great. Ah, oh, yeah. Well, we'll talk about that later. But <laughs> for those who don't know, I mean, obviously, this movie is like, um, it is a cult cult movie it's in the cult sort of subgenre i would say yeah um and it follows this high schooler who's and uh, who needs he wants to get moving to a new new house she needs a bit of money sick of living with, with yeah. a housemate an idiot housemate and she just wants a new house she's looking for some money and she happens upon um this babysitting job which goes interestingly and that's kind of what <laughs> what we follow it's very it's fucked up <laughs> so yes yeah, so she's she it, uh, inevitably it leads her to this remote house in which is a fucking amazing looking house the whole old man in all, the middle of nowhere all the houses in this and all the stuff that you get to see the style the location the sets are just absolutely just bang on isn't it there's not one thing that takes you out of that era like you some people really fuck up with it with with getting something in shot or something that just doesn't look right but it's like they've stepped in a time machine it's fucking crazy good um but yeah so they get to this house which is the creepiest house in the 
the middle of fucking God knows where, which her friend takes her to, which is Greg, uh, Greta Gerwin's, is Megan, her friend? I think Megan. Megan. Um, and it's like that typical horror movie that everybody's watched where you knock on a door and then the door opens and it's this fucking huge, creepy guy. <laughs> <laughs> which is supposedly the well what we think is possibly the father of the the baby that she's going to be seeing right oh, it's the great it's the great tom noonan yeah mr allman you know yeah robocop 2 yes very good for well, good knowledge yeah um and obviously this this is this is alarm bells ringing of like what the fuck well, they sort of te- they sort of like tell her. I mean, what would you do? I mean, you I, I I used to I used to have a little bit of a baby babysitting job as Kev Kev well remember. <laughs> if I rocked up to uh, an house and I was expecting to look after a couple of kids or something like that, and then they say, "Oh, you you're not. You're looking after my mum." I'm like, "Oh, okay." Alarm bells. I've uh, I don't. I'm looking after an adult. How old is she? It's what's wrong, you know? What do I need to do? I'd be like, question. I'd, I'd run, would I run away? Don't know. It'd be, it's a Hang on. Let me, let me, let me put something else on the table here, right? So, obviously, in the movie, he starts getting out his wallet, and I think he starts off at what three hundred bucks. No, she's on. She's on for a hundred, and then he oh, hundred is it hundred? He no, starts at hundred. He immediately doubles it to two hundred. Yeah, but but bearing in mind. This is supposedly 1983, okay? So 100 bucks is probably about 500 pounds nowadays, <laughs> right? And he's laying, he's, he's going higher and higher and higher. And then she barters with him and then she lands on, I think it was four, 400 bucks in the end. 400 bucks and enough. And he even gives her a little bit of money for a pizza. Exactly. So, but he's, mu- he's adamant about a pizza. You have to get a pizza. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so 400 bucks. It's probably the equivalent to about a thousand pounds nowadays, I'd say, with inflation encountered, right? So if now rephrase that, you're there, old little poor in the nineties, oh I've come from a babysitting job, um, Mrs. Cardis or whatever, and, and, and you've got the popsicles in the fridge and everything. Um and she you know, she said, Oh, you're not babysitting Kevin tonight. You're gonna be babysitting his dad. But don't worry, you don't have to do anything. He's fine. You don't have to touch him. You know, just make sure he doesn't, you know, get up and fall over or whatever. So you're saying you would take a thousand pounds? All day, son. I'm taking a thousand quid. Exactly. All day. Think of how many horror movies you could buy with that thousand pounds. You just sit and watch TV all night. Perfect. Done. Exactly. There you go. Sorted. So you would have taken it, yeah? Yeah. Cool. You know. That's so kind of, that's the kind of guy I am. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, so this shit that happens to her would probably happen to me. So let's talk. Let's let's just uh, get onto the first kill, Ooh. which is fucking brutal. Because, come on, let's be honest. I kind of forgot about that bit, and it, it kind of comes out of nowhere. So yeah. So Megan, her friend, has just dropped her off, and they make an agreement, right, that she comes back at what half twelve to pick her up. Yeah, that's correct. Um, and she says, don't let me down. And obviously, Megan's not very happy about it. She's like, oh, I don't know about this. And then she fucks off. But then she just decides she takes a wrong turning or something. And then she decides she's going to have a smoke in the middle of nowhere. As you do. And then what happens? 
Well, they are fucking hell. I mean, this guy just literally pulls out a gun and blows her head off. But oh my god. <laughs> um, how? What? What? You wouldn't just start talking to some random strange fucking geezer in, in, was, a, in a cemetery? This is the eighties, man. I don't give a fuck if it's the eighties. She just thinks she's alcohol. She gets the red blown off, man. And in like the, you know, that is a good effect. Which that is a see. good effect. What? Which you see? Oh yeah, everything. Don't shy away. This is an eighteen. This is one of the most like impressive gunshots that you will see in any movie. This goes. This could be. This could stand up against like the shotgun William Defoe in in uh, Wild Art. This 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 is good, man. They've done a good job. The blood goes fucking everywhere, and the, everything goes everywhere. It's it does, great. It does it does? And it's very well done, and it's um yeah, it's in, it's not nice to watch. <laughs> Because doesn't he go, oh, you're not the babysitter? And she goes, no, I'm not. And then he just goes, bang. Yeah, <laughs> pretty <laughs> so much. He's, he's checking, just making sure that she's not the babysitter. Which he's obviously involved with some kind of something that's going he's, on in the house. So we cut back to the house and she's just, uh, I quite like the montage of her just fucking snooping around the house. <laughs> uh, with her, and, and I wouldn't do that either. I wouldn't put a Walkman on. Which is, if for guys out there that don't know what Walkman is, it's basically a little ca- player that you put a thing called a cassette in. Everyone knows what a Walkman is now. They've <laughs> they seen don't. Guardians, they've seen Guardians of the Galaxy. They know what uh, it is now. Know. Well, maybe. I don't know. A girl at work the other day, she didn't know what it was. I had to explain what it was. I'm well, not lying either. Also, she puts the TV on, and in classic horror movie fashion, and this is one of the, some of the screen we might have to do in the future, how many times does Night of the Living Dead appear in a horror movie a lot i think it's just, it must be free reign it must it's, be like the rights to it must be free use because it's everything yeah we get we get a tv we get you know she turns on a tv and that's on the tv it's always it's just in every beautiful horror movie you just get they just watching that in the background and it wasn't hey barbara scene it was a good little it was sort of like Mm. Uh, and it's, that's probably a nod to what happens a bit later you know it's very clever whenever they use this this full of shit so that was kind of cool but yeah she knocks the vase kept it in Matt's back but apparently if you ask but if you say do you want extra anchovies when you're uh, when it means there's something a little extra whether it's a bit of the old boom boom or a bit of the old pretty sure it's weed in it weed but someone like I don't know, I'm not American, An so I don't know. something, anyway. Maybe anybody American out there can fill us in less. Yeah, what does extra anchovies mean on a pizza in in the States? Or you could just do it when you next order a pizza and then let me know what happens. I don't want anchovies on my pizza, thank you very much. I, I, I like pineapple, not I do. <laughs> but this whole movie, I think, relies heavily on the the way the camera moves and and a beautiful score, and also the implosion of random 80s pop music, I think is great. <laughs> Lardy da. Yeah. Well, if we're watching a Lardy da movie, I thought I'd uh, add some big words for you, man. <laughs> wow. I don't even know how, what half that was you just said, but that sounded good. <laughs> totally agree. <laughs> so, yeah, no, you're totally right. It, it is down to the like everything music, setting. It's just like. It's just the weirdness of it all, even the noises in the house and stuff like that. It's just fucking weird. Yeah, when it gets down to it, sort of like when you find out exactly what's going on, there's some great visuals in like the end part. So um, 
we forgot to kind of mention, obviously we've done it in the, in the, in the start, but there's, there's an eclipse happening outside as well, like a full, is it a lunar eclipse? It is a lunar eclipse. That's the sort of premise, I guess, of where, of what they're trying to do. I mean, this cult, as every cult wants to do, they probably want to get the spawn of Satan um, and they want to, you know, bring Satan into the world or they, they, they want some sort of demon in the world. Um, and that's what they, that's why they need her. They need a uterus. So they're going to perform the ritual. We're going to get a ritual scene in this movie. And we're going to get some fucking Jedi-looking motherfuckers. You know, is they're going to be in clothes. Do they insinuate that she's pure? That she's a virgin? Does oh, she... Christ knows. I don't, I, don't, I don't think virgin was ever mentioned, actually, to I be honest. I they said that she had to be pure and innocent. I don't <laughs> know whether I've heard that or not. I missed that. I don't know if she is. But, you know, whatever happens, happens. Um, very Rosemary's Baby, sort of like um, the the ritual scene is quite impressive. Very the re- just, just quickly, the reason why she gets to that point is because the pizza is drugged. The anchovies was rohypnol. That was the extra. <laughs> yeah, and that's why she ends up fucking waking up, fucking nailed to a pentagram or tied. Well, she's tied up, up, isn't she? Carry on. But she's fucking hard. This girl is hardcore. You know, she's a she's a final girl if there ever was one. Mm. You know, she she ain't going down fucking. You know, she's in a ratty rag, just a little one. You know, a ratty rag with underwear. The mum that she's supposed to be looking forward is this weird fucked up looking thing. Like makeup was good on that. Yeah, she's great. She's and all the families around in their creepy little robes. And I just, I just thought the whole design of it in the basement was very clever. Um, they had a nice little goat's head, you know, in the blood and all that sort of stuff. And then she gets free and starts kicking the fucking ass. Yeah, she stabs, stabs old Tom, New, uh, Tom Noonan in the stomach, doesn't she? Weak ass, he's a weak ass bitch in this. <laughs> she, she, yes, yeah, it's quite cool because she does. Yeah, she stands up for herself. She's like, I'm gonna get out of this fucking shit life. And the, the, yeah, they are pretty. They are pretty pathetic, but I suppose they're supposed to just be normal people, really. Yeah, and she's just. I suppose she's just going running around. You know, she's. Uh, she gets shot by the the young boy. The young, well, not the young boy. The the bloke in it, uh, who's kind of. Is <laughs> I guess is their son. But he's kind of shit. She, she's running around the house. Oh, and you get to see these beautiful staircases. It's really stunning. Um, and he sort of shoots her in the arm. But he's still... What's he, was he get stabbed in the... So basically, yeah, he tries to come out. And as he comes out, she kind of flings a knife across and just fucking throat cuts him. Total throat cut. Yeah, and the mum comes back up. And, she's and like, there is a lot of blood. A lot of blood. And the mum's coming up. She's looking. What's, she's thinking, hang on. Where's... Why can't my son sort this shit out? I'm not gonna have to fucking do this. And she, you know, and you, you get this, you know, this metamorphosis is happening in a, you know, something. Fuck, you get those the double sort of, you know, you see this demon eyes. I think similar to Rosemary's baby is kind of cool. Something's happened in her stomach already as the lunar eclipse is happening. Yeah, it's weird. And then her mum gets stabbed in the motherfucking back. <laughs> but before that, it's weird because her mum just decides to do a little freaking monologue. And, and, and rip her fucking wig off, which was creepy. And she's just weird looking as well. But yeah, so she gets stabbed in the back, which is, which is quite cool. And then, yeah. yeah. 
And the rest of it is just a running away, really, isn't it? Well, yeah, but then then you've got um, the uh, character Tom Looney still alive, with being stabbed in the stomach, starts running after her. Uh, limping. It, well, limping, yeah. And it's like, and you've got the clips kind of nearly at its full, like going up, like completely being over. So I suppose that's the time. And he's like trying to persuade her that this is a cool thing and that don't worry, it's going to be cool. It's like you're going to have the devil's baby or whatever. And this is where, again, it's quite shocking because you don't, you don't think she's got her in, got it in her to do this and decides to do this. She just fucking blows her head off. Well, this is the thing, wow. right? She, we, I see it, you saw it. She shot herself in the head, right? Yeah. I don't think she missed. Did she miss? No. She didn't. But whatever is inside her is keeping her alive because mm. we get a uh, sort of crazy ass and fade to, fade to black. Fucking, she's wrapped. Her face is all wrapped up, and then the nurse goes. That here's the awful words going. Don't worry, you're safe. Both of you. And it's like, oh no! And she gives her tummy a little pat. Yeah, and then she's like, fuck, she's got the fucking... And then titles. Yeah, great and great Freeze, freeze frame titles, brilliant. Oh, what an ending. Great ending. And it's a great movie, and it's got to be one of the ones from that era that have got to be worth checking out. I mean, 100%. 100%. It's a great, beautifully shot movie. That's the piece, for sure. Yeah, and it's, it is definitely a nod to... You know those those seventies classics and stuff like that, which of it is. yeah, it's beautiful. In, in, again, in a great way. Really, really good pick, mate. But I want to know some Matt's facts. Cool. Okay, so you spoiled one of them because what was the film she was watching while while she was babysitting? How could you miss that Night of the Living Dead? Yes, correct. So, uh, another one is it quite cool. This was only shot in 18 days. Oh, wow. Pretty mental. Bloody quick. Really, really quick, yeah. So whilst they were shooting this film, it's really weird. Apparently the house they were shooting in had an infestation of ladybugs. And apparently in some shots you can see them crawling around in the background. That's awesome. I'm going to watch it again and look out for some ladybugs. So this was... Um, they reckon this was uh, probably meant to be 1983 because one of the songs in it was by a band called The Fix. Um, so one thing led to another, it's called. And they think that that came out in about 1983, so that's what a lot of people pinpoint it on, even though it's not clear what year it is. But I thought that was interesting. It, this was released when it came out in a clamshell VHS box, and I wish I had it. But, yeah, this was an interesting fact, that the last um, release on VHS, I think probably was in America, was History of Violence in 2005. Say that again, sorry. The last VHS that came out properly was the History of Violence in 2005. Really? Like the last release, yeah. Bloody hell, that's a Cronenberg movie, isn't it? Mm. Um, that's a great mm-hmm. movie. Um, yeah. What's-his-face from uh, Lord of the Rings? So let's see if you can get this last one. There wasn't loads of facts, but the last one, there is a Night of the Comet 
connection in this. Shut the fuck up. Uh, door. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know this, but I did a little digging. And there's a character uh, in this, that play, the lady that plays Mrs. Allman, the, the one who pulls her wig off. She's not the mum, is she? She's not, no. Okay. But she, her name is, her actor name is Mary uh, Warrenone. Easy for you to say. Um, but she plays um, Dr. Audrey White, which is the kind of like, uh, you know, the lady in the testing lab. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, well there you go, Jed. You'll be very happy to know that we've just done another Night of the Comet link. How cool is that? There you go. <laughs> that is my Matt's fact. So we're going to rate this bad boy? Oh, that's an interesting one. I really like it. I think it's an eight for me. It's a very high eight. It's yeah. a very good movie. Very, very interesting. Really enjoy it. Doesn't just reach the heights for me. It's still not my sort of genre, but it's it no, makes same. me love. It makes me love that the genre. So for me, it's a it's a very high eight. Yeah, I would agree with that. I don't want to be that guy again agreeing on everything, but uh, I, you know, I tell you if I thought any different. But eight is fair. I think really fair. I mean, it's a high eight, but it's so well done. It's so well shot. It's just it's a masterpiece. The way it, just everything about it is brilliant. I love it. Um, I think I, I don't know. I'm not, yeah, I, I I go very breast out of ten. You want to give it some? You want to give it higher, don't you? I do, but then you've got to be you've got to be you've got to think about the films. I think about the films that I would give uh, a nine or a ten, and you know they are almost perfect. And this is almost there, but yeah, for yeah. its genre, I suppose it's subgenre. But yeah, it's still it's yeah. I'm gonna stick by my eight. And if you haven't watched it out there, go and get it. Because it's fucking brilliant. Awesome. Well, we haven't got a pick now because we're not doing Move from the Vault for the next episode. No, we aren't. But what I do want to say is to anybody that is listening out there, feel free at all to contact us on social media, on Instagram, Twitter, email. Just give us a shout if there is anything you would like us to put in the movie from the vault and watch because we're, we're wild game for anybody out there to put their, their kind of thoughts forward because I think it'd be interesting for us. Yeah, we've had some good recommendations in the past, like, you know, of Geordie Paul's throwing a few buttes at us. Mr. Doig, maybe not so much, but, you know, whatever, can't win them all. <laughs> um, you know, Mr. Dan was pleasantly surprised with the others and your mate as well with Dead Heat. So we've had Simon, some good... Yeah, Simon's requested Simon. Dead Heat, which was awesome. So... So send us your move from the vaults and we will skip one of our goes and let you have a go. How about that? 100%. So, on our next episode, we are doing everything, covering everything from Fright Fest that we have watched, the Digital Fright Fest. And so there's only one more thing to say. When there's no more room in hell, here's another podcast. I am the devil and I am here to do the devil's work. You can follow us on Twitter at DrawOneLast, Instagram at DrawOneLastBreath, or pop us an email at DrawOneLastBreathPod at Hotmail.com. <laughs>